We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of Lee Castle. I'm Chris McPherson. Today I'm joined by my co-host. He is a life member of the schoolboys at Woodbury. He is a life member of the Carrington Pirates Seniors and he's now the president again of the Woodbury Warriors. Troy, thanks for joining us. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, mate, a uh, bit of a, a breakthrough year last year for Woodbury, getting that B-grade title and uh, now knocking on the door and testing yourselves in the depths of A-grade to start with. Yeah, mate. I'm um, not sure how we're going to go in the A-grade. We decided to nominate ourselves for the A-grade. Um, I got together with Stephen Forrest, the coach who we appointed, and we thought we'd give it a go. Um, we thought we'd recruit well over the off-season and retain most of our players. Unfortunately, that's not the case. But anyway, we're in A-grade. We're giving it a go, and um, we'll see what happens after the weekend. And regrading and wherever we end up we'll give it our best crack anyway it's not a nice change of pace we quite often see teams in these competitions that want to try and dig a grade lower rather than have a shot at a grade higher and uh that was certainly a conversation piece amongst a few people that it was nice to see you know defending premiers having that crack and putting their hand up to go up to a grade so as you say all you can do is play the teams that are put in front of you and uh go forward from there you had a good win on well, a weekend a week and a half ago now against uh, again, another side in a similar probably boat, Shortland, that looked quite depleted, but um, it'll certainly be a big test this weekend. Yeah, sure will, mate. We'll certainly find out um, where we stand after 80 minutes at Fred Harvey on Saturday. Yeah, so we might jump into that in a sec. We'll start with um, the first of the A-grade games for the week, mate, and uh, it's a Wednesday night Anzac Eve clash down at Dudley. Uh, Dudley versus Waratah Mayfield. Now, uh, I don't believe you've seen either of these sides as of yet, unfortunately, um, but uh, you would have seen the results and Dudley are probably a little bit, uh, the resu- results might be a little bit deceptive considering they've come up against Dora Creek and a much improved Fingal side and Waratah, they had that first up win and then went down on what's going to be a very tough road trip to Dora Creek. So uh, how do you like this one, mate? Uh, who's going to get it done out at Dudley Oval? Mate, um, I'm surprised Dudley haven't won a game yet. I agree with you. I, I did watch Waratah in the first um, Bar TV game, I think it was. Yep. Um, the first game there, but um, I'm thinking Dudley to win at home tomorrow night. Yeah, they'll, they'll welcome back Nathan Tuckman, who played for North Newcastle last year, join them in the halves. They had no halves against Fingal last round, so that'll be certainly a bonus and uh, be an interesting clash to see. I think Dudley might be a little bit too good at home. They will miss their uh, front rower who joined us last week, Sam Collins, um, the Canadian importers we like to call him. Uh, but that one will be the Bar TV game again this week, which is great to see Bar TV getting out there on Wednesday night. They're obviously a bit light on commentators because I've got the call up, so... <laughs> Uh, but that'll be a cracker out there. Uh, we'll move on to Saturday. And of course, as you said, uh, downtown Fred Harvey Oval, Woodbury, three o'clock. Uh, Woodbury hosting uh, who the team that many are touting as the premiership favourites, Dora Creek. I'll certainly be there. I think this one will be a, uh, I think it'll certainly be a physical encounter, that's for sure. So uh, I, I think you'd be brave if you tipped against your own boys here. Well, mate, um, I'm probably going to cop it, but a few of our boys are swapping their footy boots on the weekend for their dancing shoes, and they're going to the groove and the move, I've just found out, so uh, we might be short on numbers. I hate to say it, but I think Dora Creek have too much experience, and it could be a long arvo for us, so I'm actually, as the president of Woodbury, I'm 
tipping against this well, unfortunately at least going you've got the emotional hedge this way so if you guys win you're going to be happy and if Dora Creek win you got your tip right so you know that's the right. best of both worlds yeah I've never tipped against our boys but um, that might be the motivation they need I, I hear you um, use it last year in the grand final a little bit the fact that all, all the panel tipped against you so um, if the boys need to harness it I'll throw some more uh, fuel on the fire and I'll tip the Swampies as well I just think <laughs> they've, they've recruited really well they were a good side last year they sort of were up, up in that title race all season and then uh yeah, they went out the back door in the finals, but they've added Chris Marlborough, Theron Pierce, and Kai Howarth, all from the Premiership winning Shortland side, as well as a couple of other players. Um, so, yeah, they're certainly looking the good store of Creek. And as I said, uh, very early in the season, but from what we've seen so far, the title's almost theirs to lose. So, but... Yeah, I'd have to agree, mate. I'd, yeah, I'd, I think it's just going to be a long arvo for us. Obviously, Woodbury boys will we'll do our best with whatever 19 players we can put on the field on the day, but... Um, you would think Dora Creek is going to be too strong for us, but we'll do what we can um, and do our best. It's all about who turns up on the day, and of course, the big question afterwards, straight back to the tutor, is that the uh, for hopefully some celebrations and everyone can, uh, you know, you can shout a few of the boys a beer for proving you wrong. Yeah, mate, we'll all be back at our major sponsor, Hotel Tudor, thanks to Brendan and Ali. Um, I've had a huge off season at the Hotel Tudor, I've packed on about six or seven kilos. <laughs> Um, a few of the boys looked like they had too early, but yeah, we, obviously everyone goes back to the Tudor. They're our major sponsor. They have been since since I can remember as a young ball boy for the club. So, um, and the father used to be the president. But um, yeah, we invite obviously Dora Creek to come back as well. Win, lose or draw, there'll be cold beer back at the Tudor. All right. So Saturday afternoon, if you're anywhere around the uh, Maitland, Thornton, Beresfield area, Woodbury, uh, even the Terrace, come on over three o'clock. Check it out. It'll be a cracker of a game either way. Uh, the other games on Saturday afternoon in the A grade, this one's going to be a Belzer, Fingal Bay, Belmont South. Uh, you guys saw a very brief uh, amount of Belmont South, unfortunately due to a uh, pretty ordinary injury in the first round, um, which is a little bit disappointing for both sides, I think. It's, uh, everyone was looking forward to 80 minutes of footy and definitely disappointing for the young fellow in question. How's he tracking? Yeah, not good, mate. Not good at all. Um, he's need a full knee reconstruction. He's done all the ligaments and tendons and everything that goes with it. He's at Corey's a massive 130 kilo frame and uh, was one of our key signings to come over and have a run and sort of help help with our forward pack, mix it in A grade. But we've lost him to, for the season, mate. Unfortunately, it was disappointing. We're going all right after 20 minutes. We only had 14 players left for the rest of that game. I would have thought Belmont would have come over us over 80 minutes. But yeah, anyway, all the best for Corey. We're all obviously thinking of him, and but he's gone for the season and that could be him. Yeah, retire, retirement stage, I'd say. Well, fingers crossed it's just uh, something that can get fixed up and he's good for later life, not even worrying about footy. I think sometimes that's something that's sort of uh, missed in these scenarios. So Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, certainly wishing him all the best, as you say. Uh, and obviously, as we said, Fingal Bay clashing with Belmont South up there at Fingal Bay. Uh, Fingal Bay being in really good form there. Early season signing Evander Waitoa has been really strong for them. Um, in the halves and uh, Belmont South, I mean, they've been a class outfit in this competition for a couple of years, led around by their uh, their captain coach, Aaron Morris, who's been there for a while now. Yeah, mate, I, I'm tipping Belmont to win, even though it's away. I, I'm going to go with Belmont. I, I think that they've got a really good squad. I've heard there might be some more signings coming. I don't know if it's just yeah, I, banter I, did, I, I did hear or... a whisper of Matt Hilda. Was yeah. one of the ones I did hear about. Um, I heard some other rumours of Cade Snowden, but he's apparently medically retired, so that won't be happening. And uh, Nathan Ross has been sighted around the borough, but I think we'll be more likely to see him popping up in Newcastle Rugby League rather than uh, the Newcastle and Hunter, because he'd be a class above in Newcastle Rugby League. Uh, Newcastle and Hunter, I think. 
Yeah, I don't think us Woodbury boys would be wanting to come up against the calibre of that, that's for sure. But I'm tipping Belmont for that one. Yeah, I'm going to tip Belmont in a close one. I think it'll be fairly high scoring. Both teams got lots of points in them. Uh, the final one sees two of the winless teams from the season thus far. At 3.30, they head down to Cardiff Oval and what's probably class of the local derby, Cardiff hosting Shortland. Um, both sides, very different looking sides to what they were last year, but I think Cardiff's just got enough of the core of what they had last year to probably... Uh, run out over the top of Shortland, which may see Shortland find their way up the regrading down into B grade, which I think they'll be a bit better suited to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Shortland struggled against us in the second half, and they're a good club, and they put on a good afternoon out there. And had, Big shout-out to Shortland, actually. They put on the Easter Bunny, and a good afternoon, I thought. Um, they're a well, well-run well club coming after, from what I understand, lost, I think, nearly all their um, A-grade side from last year. But I... I think Cardiff will get their first win in A-grade. That'll be good to see. They're a, um, a club with a strong tradition in A-grade Cardiff. They've been there for a long time. We touched on it just before off-air. I think 2008 I played there, and I'm pretty sure they've been in A-grade every year since then. So they always seem to find a way to rustle up the crew. Uh, we'll move along into the B-grade competition. Uh, all these games, barring one, three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Glendale host Windale in uh, what will absolutely be a belter of a clash. Glendale getting an upset win over Morissette last week, and uh, they'll head into this game full of confidence, led by the evergreen Troy Forbes. And, um, geez, he must be getting close on to 50 now, but uh, doesn't seem to be stopping him. Uh, the boys from Glendale there, it's always a tough trip out of Bow. I don't know whether you ever made that in your playing days, but it's like concrete out there, and uh, the crowd's got a uh, unique voice to them, we might say. Yeah, no, I've never been out there, but I have. I've had the... I've had the pleasure, or I don't know if you call it the pleasure, but I've played Windale at Windale, and um, yeah, I'll be tipping Windale to win that one. Yeah, they're a classy outfit, and I understand they'll welcome back uh, three of their key players uh, in the Bacchus brothers, the sons of coach Steve Cage, which will be huge, and I think Windale will get the job done. Uh, the next one, speaking of uh, grounds that aren't much fun to visit, Walls End Maryland hosting East Maitland. Uh, Two sides again got you know pretty strong histories in the uh, Newcastle and Hunter and respective. Uh, precursor competitions, uh, but probably both down a little bit on numbers. I know Walls and Maryland lost a few out to that reformed Shortland team, and East Maitland have lost a couple uh, going on to some higher things, like young Greg Morris, who's popped up in Maitland's first grade side, which is a great story to see. There is a pathway for kids, you know, 19, 20, have a year or two in Newcastle and Hunter, and then have a crack at grade. Yeah, that is, mate. That's great to see. Uh, for that one, I'm, I know a few of the Griffin boys and don't mind a beer at the Windsor every now and then, which is their major sponsor, so I'm going to go with the Griffins to get home. Yeah, a little bit of a connection. Last year's coach is this this year's coach at East Maitland, the Woodbury coach, obviously Noel Den, an experienced mentor, and uh, I'm going to give uh, that lean with Noel having the clipboard in hand <laughs> to East Maitland, and uh, yeah, again, East Maitland, probably by a trial or two there out at the Grange. The next one for me is probably the match of the round. Uh, Morris said they were big underperformers. I had a brief catch-up with their coach during the week, and he was really disappointed. He said, look, it was just one of those days where pretty much no one really turned up barring a couple of wingers, which is not normally the guys. <laughs> if you're going to rely on two guys, it's not normally the ones you're after. Uh, they take on University, who have just absolutely demolished the sides in front of them so far. And barring a, a big surprise here, even if it was an arm wrestle loss, I think they'd be uh, a hot tip to be coming up into A grade should anyone uh, find their way down. Yeah, mate, I definitely agree. I watched Uni on the bar TV as well, and they were really impressive. So Uni to win uh, in that one. Yeah, I've got Uni winning that one probably by a try or two. The class of Jared Rodham will probably be a little bit too much in the halves. You get a player coming back from a first-grade level to playing in B-grade, and it's certainly the case. Next one will be an interesting one, Katara. They were an A-grade side last year. They've obviously lost a significant number of players, and their 
coach they had last year and uh, they host West Walls End out at Hudson Park. They haven't had the results go their way so far. West Walls End, on the other hand, they were in the arm wrestle last week with Windale and they had a win first up, so uh, anything's possible there. Uh, but I'll be tipping the Magpies to get it done and uh, probably uh, consign Katara to an 0 3 start. Yeah, I'll, I'm tipping Westy as well. They were tough as last year in the B grade competition. I, yeah, they were a really tough team and unlucky. I think we were um, equal um, minor premiers on for and against. So Westy are a really good, still a good squad, and I reckon they'll get home. Lovely. Moving on to the C grade again, all Saturday afternoon games. The first of these, I'm going to try and sneak out and catch a little bit of this, a nice early kickoff before I head over to Woodbury. That's Abermain versus Raymond Terrace. Abermain had a nice little one-point win last week. Raymond Terrace is still led around by the evergreen Brooke Roach. He was probably playing when you were. Oh, I played my last game for Woodbury against the big fella. So and He's a machine, Brooke, and he's still getting around. And I think he's actually leading the try scorers in C grade at the moment. So yeah, not right. bad from a prop. He kicked a field goal last year, so there's not much Roach he can't do. Can he lead his boys to a win out there at the Hawks' nest at Abermain? Oh, I'm going for the Terrace, mate. You're going to go to Terrace. I'm going to go over Main just at home. Not much splits these two for mine. Uh, next up, we've got Kersley taking on Gloucester. Gloucester have picked up a couple of good recruits this year uh, in Steve Cook, who won an A-grade title at uh, Shortland last year. And they've also got a young half whose name escapes me, but he's been quite impressive and has played a lot of uh, high-level senior footy. Because of that, Kersley's had a bit of a slower start as well. I'm going to tip Gloucester to win this one out at Jeffrey Park on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going with you, mate. Gloucester to win. Next up, we see Aberglassen come up against Budgiewoy. Uh, Budgiewoy joining the competition from the Central Coast. Uh, the Ants were uh, right up amongst it in the C grade last year and uh, had a bit of a change of staff and a few change of players this year. And uh, they're certainly in around the mix. They didn't have the win against Morpeth last up, but uh, they'll certainly mix it with Budgiewoy and they'll be wanting to defend their home turf. So I'll go the Ants here. Yeah, I'll go the Ants as well. I watched most of the game, Aberglassen versus Morpeth last week. And... Um Aberglassen were in front, I think, at half-time, and Morpeth come home with a couple of late tries, but I'll be going for Aberglassen to win. Next up, that team that you spoke of, Morpeth, the Bulls, they head up to the Tilligary Peninsula to take on the Malibula Panthers at Vince Woodman Oval. This is the battle of the two undefeated sides, and again, we, you know, that regrading is always on the horizon at this time of year, and uh, a win here will probably see, especially uh, considering the magnitude of Malibula's win so far, probably see them push up to B grade, and that's where they've been for a long time, Malibula, they've been an A and B grade side, so... Uh, it be interesting to see, but I'm going to tip Malibula to squeak home in a close one here. I think this could be a fairly high-scoring affair, maybe something like 36-32. Yeah, mate, I, I know a few of the Morpeth boys as well. We all saw, seem to know each other, Woodbury, East Maitland, Morpeth, etc. It's, it's, it's a small area, isn't it, really, when you look at it? Yeah, the Hunter River Hotel, the, the Windsor Castle. A lot, and, of good, a lot of good drinking establishments yeah, across parts. In. They, we all seem to end up, well, not me these days, but the players do. So I know a fair few of the Morpeth boys, but unfortunately, I think Malibula will get up. Lovely uh, move on. We'll have a look at the D-grade Southern Conference and uh, one of the few clubs that has multiple sides now, Katara, they host Swansea. Swansea are uh, absolutely flying. They had a big 60-10 to 10 win last week and I noticed looking through their team list, they've picked up a couple of boys from Stockton, which is a big change in class, picking up a couple of A-grade uh, runners-up to go all the way down to D-grade. And I think, again, Swansea, we talk about, keep talking about regrading. They may be knocking on that door, and I think they'll do a, uh, a fair number here on Katara in the early game at Hudson Park. That is a double header, of course, if uh, you're local and you want to get down and watch a couple of games of footy. Um, Hudson Park starting at 1.30, so yeah, I'll be going the Swansea Swans. Yeah, Swansea for me. 
Next up, we've got Cardiff. They're hosting the Hamilton Ducks. Uh, the Hamilton Ducks, we've sort of taken a nice little shine to them so far this year. They're a uh, team that describe themselves as a bunch of drinkers with a football problem. Uh, I like that sort of approach, and they're very social. And uh, from talking to a few people, I think they're going to be inundated with uh, registration inquiries for 2020 very soon uh, from players playing everywhere else. So they might have to have two or three teams themselves. <laughs> but they head out to Cardiff for the first of a doubleheader at Cardiff Oval. They take on the Cardiff second side. Hamilton's sitting 2-0, and so for a team that's uh, main focus seems to be drinking, they're going all right at the footy too. Yeah, mate, they certainly are, and I'm, I'm sticking with Hamilton for that one. Yeah, I'm going to go to Ducks as well. Uh, the next one, it's a Central Coast derby. Tall Timbers up against Budgiewoy. Budgiewoy, I know they had a, a surplus of numbers at the start of the year, and they've joined in with a second team um, after there was initially a buy in the D-grade Southern, which is great to see, and great to see them expanding our competition. So they'll make the trip down to Arimba to take on Tall Timbers. Uh, Two probably unknowns, really, in the scheme of things, but um, I'm just going to go, you know, almost toss of the coin, and I'll go with Budgie Boy just on the basis of depth. We'll see how they go. Yeah, I know nothing about these boys, but um, I've looked at the ladder, and I'm tipping tall timbers for a win. Lovely. The next one, uh, it's a Western Lake Macquarie derby, Wanji versus Awabakul. Uh, Awabakul United's got a, a few names that a few people would recognise, uh, the likes of uh, Rob Briggs, Shannon Maven, and the like wandering around there. Most of them a few years probably... Uh, past their best, but still running around and doing a handy enough job. But they're yet to break their duck. And as we said before, they had a bit of a, a hammering at the hands of Swansea last week, but Wanji couldn't muster a team. So this one could be a really interesting one. And uh, I'm going to go for the Eagles to get it done over the Warriors. A Wobbacool to get this one uh, done out at Wanji Oval. Well, I've got to go with the Warriors, seen in Woodbury at Where the Warriors. So I'll be back in Wanji to get that one. Go the Warriors. Lovely. We'll move on and we'll wrap up the Newcastle and Hunter with the D grade North. Uh, again, an Anzac E fixture, which is great to see. Uh, Bennett Park on Wednesday night, 7.30 kickoff, and it's a doubleheader, the Ladies League tag and the Men's uh, Southern Conference, uh, sorry, Northern Conference fixture, both Dungog versus Maitland United. So uh, well worth your Anzac E if you're up and around those parts of the Hunter to get out there and uh, enjoy a couple of ales. And what I'm told is the best steak sandwich in the Newcastle Hunter competition reliably by Paul Arendale. So... Uh, but Dungog, uh, they've had some uh, mixed results so far, a draw and a loss. Uh, Maitland United with two wins, so you'd have to be uh, thinking that Maitland United are probably going to go into this one favourites. Yeah, mate, I know, once again, I, I know a few of the Maitland boys, and even though Dungog's uh, it's a horrid trip out there at the best of times, I'm tipping Maitland United to have the win. Yeah, lovely. We move on to Saturday, and at 2 o'clock, the Clarence Town Cobras, they host the Hinton Hornets. Uh, Clarence Town, I notice uh, a former Maitland first grader, Blake Birch, is steering them around. So that's some good experience to have, and they had a strong win last round. Uh, be interesting to see. Hinton sits just above them on the ladder and are yet to taste defeat, but I'm going to lean towards Clarence Town at home in a cracker. Yeah, Claro at home for me as well. The next one is the Mile Rivers Derby. Derby's everywhere this week. Karua uh, <laughs> and Tea Gardens. Uh, I don't know too much about either of these sides at the moment, but they're uh, yet to register a win for either side. So someone's going to break their duck, either that or we'll have a draw. <laughs> um, but the great thing is they won't be worrying about a regrade from where they're sitting. So uh, I'm going to go uh, with the boys from Karua, the Ruse, to sneak home here at uh, Lionel Morton Oval on Saturday. I've got no idea either, but I had a look at the for and against for both of them. I think Tea Gardens are just in front of them, so I'm tipping Tea Gardens. Lovely. And the final one sees the ladder leaders and one of the strong teams from last year, Patterson River. They take on Stroud Raiders. Stroud yet to win, Patterson yet to lose, Patterson to defend their home turf and win this one fairly comfortably. Yeah, Patterson for me also. Lovely. Well, that brings to a close the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. We'll jump into the real NRL quickly and wrap ourselves up. There's obviously only the four fixtures 
this weekend. Three on Saturday, one on Sunday. Plenty of footy all around. Uh, make sure to check out our social media pages uh, for a full list of all the fixtures. That's uh, League Castle AU on Facebook and Twitter. That will redirect you to where you need to be. But the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League, there's some big results in the first round and certainly some chances for redemption or to prove their worth of uh, those early round results for sides going to go back to back. So we'll start off up at Cessnock Sports Ground and uh, a lake side that were trailing 40 to nil at half time last week to West. Head up to Cessnock to take on the Goannas. The Goannas went down as well in their game to the Pickers. Uh, who do you like here? Can Lakes do the job on the Goannas up there at Cessnock? Yeah, I think Lakes, mate. I'll go with Lakes. Yeah, as a bloke who used to, uh, only briefly, but for a season I pulled on the blue and gold, I'll have to go with Lakes as well. Uh, next up, we've got Maitland hosting Central Maitland. As I said, got a late win over the uh, Goannas. Cessnock were, uh, sorry, Central were drubbed by the South Newcastle Lions, the defending premiers. I was really impressed by a bloke called Fraser Price, who turned out for Maitland. He's a former West Reserve grader and uh, looks like a fairly astute pickup, and Luke Dawn looks to be working his magic with him. Um, and Central still look like they're just settling on their combinations after a big change in the offseason. So I'm going to go Maitland to win at home at Maitland Sports Ground on Saturday. Yeah, mate, same for me. Got to stick with the local clubs, but I think Maitland are doing really well, and I'll stick with Maitland for the win. This next one will be an absolute cracker. West taking on Curry at Harker Oval on Saturday at 3 o'clock. West obviously romped home against Lakes last week. Curry were very impressive. Uh, I think we touched on it last week's show. Curry have got a bloke by the name of Sam Wooden, a former country representative player playing 5'8 in reserve grade. So that tells you a bit about their depth at the moment. West's obviously are no slouches in that department either with you know Walsh brothers coming out of their ears and former NRL players you know, literally uh, climbing fences to join the crew there. So uh, Matt Leantry's got a lot of uh, talent at his disposal, uh, as do the Bulldogs there. But I just think the fact that it's at Harker, was at the graveyard, I'd probably lean to the Bulldogs, but uh, I'll go the Rosellas in this one. Yeah, I'm sticking with West for the win. The final one sees... Uh, former South coach Adam Bettridge bring his Scorpions back across to Townsend Oval on Sunday afternoon. South's obviously now steered under the expert tutelage of Andrew Bobcat Ryan. Plenty of NRL experience being passed on there. They were impressive last week. Their big boppers, the likes of Cameron King and Brendan Simpson, were really strong. Uh, Macquarie will be looking to bounce back from what was a disappointing result um, in their first round. And uh, look, they had a disappointing season last year. I don't think they'll be as far away this year, but it's just hard to go against the reigning premiers. Yeah, I'm going to go against it. I don't know. I've got a, always had a like South Newcastle, so um, I played one year under 20, so maybe doesn't mean anything these days, but I'll, I'll tip South to have a win. Lovely. Well, uh, as I said, plenty of footy on. Make sure you get around to it, of course. If you're anywhere within about a 50k radius, make sure you get to Fred Harvey Oval on Saturday afternoon. Um, again, thanks to you, mate, for your time. Uh, thank you to Woodbury. They've been, yourself, predominantly have been very giving in uh, any information we've wanted so far for the show, and we look forward to continuing that during the year and uh, maybe being able to introduce some of our fans to a couple of your players uh, through some little interviews and different things, so that'll be great. Uh, but uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, obviously, to the Warriors, uh, whether that be in A grade or B grade. Best of luck for this weekend. Yeah, uh, no worries, mate. And as I said, yeah, thank you very much for joining us today on the show and uh, we look forward to catching up with the Warriors later in the year, hopefully chasing some more silverware. Yeah, not a problem all, mate. Thanks for having us on and also um, just like a big thanks to the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League, um, the level of professionalism that it's been shown in the last this last year and this year and Dave Wild and it's we're really getting noticed out there and thanks the podcast and the bar TV and everything I think the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League is going leaps and bounds and we look forward to staying in that competition. 
Thank you. No worries. Thanks very much. That was Troy Graham joining us on League Castle. Make sure to follow us on our social media channels, as I said before, League Castle AU on Facebook and Twitter. And we look forward to seeing you at a ground near you very shortly. Uh, Make sure to check out the fixtures and enjoy your weekend of footy.